This is our first session on 2 Thessalonians 3, 11 to 16. And we stay with the problem of idleness at the church in Thessalonica. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness. He had just said in the preceding verse, even when we were with you, we would give you this command, if anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. So there's the problem. A group of people, perhaps because of their misunderstanding about the coming of the Lord Jesus, had ceased to work. And so he says, so we gave you that command because we hear that some, some, not all, among you walk in idleness. Now he spells out the problem and his proposed remedy. Not busy at any work, but busy bodies. That's a play on words in English, and it tries to capture a similar play on words in Greek. So it's good. Not busy at any work, but busy bodies. Not working, but working into people's lives when you ought not to be intruding upon them while they do their work. Such persons we command and encourage in the Lord, very important phrase, the Lord Jesus Christ, that working with quietness, they eat their own bread. Let's stop there. Father, I pray that we would get some good conception of how in the Lord Jesus Christ it is fitting that we be a a non-boisterous, non-intrusive worker eating our own bread. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So the problem is idleness or disorderliness manifest in idleness. And then he spells it out, not working, not busy at any work, and then the reverse side or the flip side of the coin, instead of working, they're, they're butting in to people's lives. I think that this word quietness here means stop meddling. You, you picture somebody who's hard at work, say, and here comes somebody who's not doing anything and he sits down beside them and just chatters away, uh, asking them all kinds of questions and talking and and they're sitting there thinking, I've got work to do. Would you please stop bothering me? I think that's this idea of, would you shut your mouth because you're bothering people who are trying to get their jobs done and you don't have anything to do and you are intruding into their lives as busy bodies. Now, what's the solution to that problem of people who, who seem to think they're not called to do any work? Instead, they're making themselves a nuisance in the lives of people who are trying to work hard to provide a living. And here's his answer. Such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ that working in quietness, so get back to work and eat your own bread. Don't eat the bread of other people that they've sweated for. You sweat for your own bread command and encourage. The command would 
suggest, look, this is a duty. So I'm just telling you, do it. Paul says, I am commanding you to do it. It's the right thing to do. But Paul rarely likes to use command language by itself without any other kind of encouragement or motive. And when he says, and I encourage you, the idea there is, I want to help you. In other words, I'm not just standing aloof, telling you things you have to do, folding my arms, doing nothing, watching to see if you'll do them. Instead, I come alongside you. I, I want to help you. And I'm telling you, it, it's, it's good for you. I think that's the idea of encouragement. It's good for you. It's not just a random duty to burden you to tell you to get back to work. I'm telling you, as I come alongside you, I have news for you, good news for you. It is right and good in the Lord Jesus that you work. So, in the Lord Jesus Christ, I am commanding. In the Lord Jesus Christ, I am, I am encouraging, which means that this working with quietness and this eating your own bread is inherent or it is implicit in your union with Christ. That's my understanding of saying, I'm, I'm commanding and encouraging in the Lord Jesus. I am finding, as an apostle, as I examine what it means to be in the Lord Jesus, united to the Lord Jesus by faith, justified, accepted, loved, forgiven in the Lord Jesus, and related to God as his child in the Lord Jesus, I am finding that the implications of being in the Lord Jesus are that you stop meddling and start working, and that you eat the fruit of your own labor rather than mooching off the fruit of other people's labor. He's arguing that's not just secular wisdom that's in the Lord Jesus. So let's trace this back to creation and bring it forth to redemption. Here's Genesis 2.15. The Lord, this is before the fall into sin. This is the, the, the world that God created before sin. The Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. In other words, working, bringing the world into subjection to man's purposes under God is why we were made. Work is not a curse. Futile work is a curse. Burdensome work is a curse. But work at the beginning was our gift from God. Now, what about in the recreation after the fall when work has become futile and difficult and burdensome? Ephesians 2.10 we are his workmanship. So, just like we were created by God at the beginning, we've been recreated in Christ. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus. So, God is doing something new in Christ. He creates us new. Okay, is the new creation a workless Creation, somehow or other, the group at Thessalonica had concluded, 
I'm in Christ. I belong to Jesus. I don't need to carry this burdensome weight of work anymore. And Paul says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Good works are what we're made for in Christ, what we were made for at the beginning, what we're made for, remade for, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Here's another way of saying it in Titus. Christ gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself. So he died. He gave his life to purify for himself a people of his own possession who are zealous for good works. Christ died that we would love work. Love be zealous for good works, using our hands, using our feet, using our minds in order to be productive. For what end? To, to what end? Well, here's the way the psalmist saw it. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. In other words, the labor of your hands is meant to produce the fruit for your mouth. You shall be blessed, and it shall be well with you. That's what Paul meant, I think, when he said, eat your own bread. You were made for this. You were made to put your hands to good work, earn a living, and eat your own bread. Ephesians 4.28, let the thief no longer steal. So there are different ways to get, right? <laughs> you, can, you can steal. You can work to have, or as this text says, you can work to have to give. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him work, doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with those in need. So the, the new creation in Christ is not only that the good works serve our needs, but that they serve others. That's the heart of Christian ethics. Look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. So he commands, he encourages in the Lord, because in the Lord, as new creatures, redeemed creatures, we are called to good works that supply our need as well as others. Because when you eat your own bread, you, you lift the burden of others where you've been busybodies. This is not mere self-orientation. When each person does his own part in making money to eat his own bread, he lifts the burden off of other people to support him. One more text. First Thessalonians 4. So here we are with the same message back in the first letter. Aspire to live quietly. So don't be busybodies intruding yourself annoyingly and making yourself a nuisance by chattering away in the presence of those who are trying to get their work done. Aspire to live quietly, to mind your own affairs, and to work with your hands as we instructed you, so that you may walk properly before outsiders 
and not have need of anything. So Paul introduces here that it's not only a reflection of who we are in Christ when we live for good works for ourselves and for others, it's also a good testimony to outsiders. We'll take more on that next time. But here, the solution to busybodies who are not working is a command and an encouragement to know who you are in Christ, to know what you were made for at the beginning, what you've been remade for, and what Christ shed his blood for to make you full of good works without annoying others, but rather lifting burdens off of others by eating your own bread, not theirs.